0: If at this time in the retreat your practice is strong and you would like to go and do walking at this time, um, you can leave and I will not take it personally. It's good to leave in the beginning of the Q and A's, not in the middle though. Okay, we can start. Yes. Next. Uh, mm-hmm. I've tried the, uh,
1: as Sharon described, the walking through the city and uh, doing meta to who you pass, and something that I found was, you know, you pass people who are often quite sort of down and out, homeless or almost homeless, and there was many, I felt there many problems with that. First I guess foremost was, I guess I didn't really believe my meta was gonna actually help them. So in a way I was doing it for my own benefit. So I sort of like benefiting from them, even though it didn't hurt them, it didn't help them. So that felt uh, wrong to me, like, oh, I'm sort of, you know, getting pleasure from you. Um, And then, Then there was also the sense of, for some of these people, you know, I just sort of felt like, well, it's so, so unlikely that you'll experience these things.
0: Who's you? You mean they? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You as in the person. Right. So she's saying, let me just uh, follow you to here, and then maybe we can start in. Um, When she practices loving kindness in the city, Many of the people that she sees are um, not in good conditions. They may be homeless or nearly so. And she said their metta, her metta is helping her, not helping them necessarily. And that felt immoral in some way to her and that it's she felt it's very unlikely that these people will experience well-being. Um, is that most and, of it? And then yeah. finally, So why don't why doesn't she give all her money to the homeless shelters or community mental health? And that felt hypocritical, also. Well, there's suffering in um, being in a world of where there's so much disparity and inequality. It's painful for oneself, and yet um, know the metta practice. The mental part of the metta practice is not intended to be a magic spell. You know, it doesn't mean that it's useless to cultivate goodwill toward people who are suffering, does it? Should we also be suffering? That's one question. What if you can't do anything about it for everyone if you just switched positions with those that uh, one person on the street, it just it kind of doesn't work, unfortunately. I've thought that one through. I grew up in Latin America, and I also was in Burma during the 1988 fighting, and the best thing I could do was leave. wasn't really anything that I could do to stop what was going on. So let's say that it might be good if you gave some of your money. to complete the gesture, to complete the mental gesture. And one of the aspects of metta is to create non-separation, to create a kind of understanding about causes and conditions and that we aren't separate from someone who's in a different position from us. I think it might be your idea that a person who's in those states is never happy never ever ever have a moment of well-being I think that every being has ups and downs so it's a little bit too much it's going a little bit too far to say that they're fixed in where they are according to one's projection or idea, you know, I think that's just... I'm not saying that there's not uh, a lot of injustice and suffering that we can observe directly with our eyes and hearts. But it's going too far to say that there can... that they will never experience any well-being. Does that make sense? And even if you gave all of your money... Some people actually can do that. They give away a lot of their money. Like there was, there's a story in a book about generosity, about a family that sold their home and moved to a much more modest home and gave the difference away. Um, A beautiful thing to do. If you have other people to persuade about this possibility, it (laughs) might... They might never let you come back to a retreat. But I think that carrying, um, you know, the way the mind carries these thoughts to great extremes and then sort of gets paralyzed is not good. I think cultivating loving kindness, non-separation, wishing well for all beings is a good thing. If someone has mental illness, it may not be that they could ever leave the lifestyle that they're in. I don't know. It's partly a systemic Question, but I think complementing one's mental activity with physical activity um, would probably feel better. Like it's not really just about having a mental masturbation exercise and then going out and just not being helpful, you know. If anyone would like to add to this as a conversation, we can. It's not just for me to answer, but in terms of the metta practice, no, it's not a magic spell. It's not a prayer for a divine intervention. It's cultivating one's own heart, and that's not bad, but it's an inclination to be understanding and not, leave, you know, it's not being in line with the conditions that leave those people where they are, you know, leave people where they are. It's like there's not ill will there. You're not, you could be in your mind deeply disagreeing with what's going on, and that would be metta. Okay, in the far back. And then up here, is, um, I, a oh, okay. Um, I think our society wants to fix everything. Yeah. And instead of fixing, if you just acknowledge
2: someone and see them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. and I went into the
0: kitchen and one in the, the kitchen gave a smile. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. She said that a smile may not put a roof over the head of a homeless person, but it makes a really big difference. Yeah, to be seen as a person. I actually had a friend who lived as a homeless person for a while. I thank you for bringing that up because that's what he said it matters a, much more. The sense of recognition as a person which actually is germane to the neutral person thing like living in a city or living in a place where there are people you don't know you can practice just recognizing that they're dimensional and we'll go to the back if if this is it sounds seems like this is a little bit of a conversation so we'll keep the comments um, to the point Mm-hmm. Thank you. He said that when he left to come here, someone accused him of being self-indulgent, and he feels that in his work of helping other people, this allows him to help people more, that it's not self-indulgent in that sense. And that a small gesture, a smile, a word, at the right time, it's not changing the world, but it does make a difference. Thank you. In the back. I um identify with the,
2: the the initial conversation and all I would say is that I have found that practicing level communism meditation in general I find I can do more than I thought I could. Mm-hmm. I:
0: mm-hmm. Thank you. She says that meditation practice has enabled her to be more helpful than she had imagined, even in ways that are concrete, and that more opportunities seem to arise, and she's more effective in um, helping. Thank you. Was, um, let's see. Has someone had their hand up more than once that I didn't see yet? Okay, so then we'll go back to like one, two, three, and I remember you from before. I think you're on a different thread, so we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah.
3: M-hmm. on. Uh-huh.
0: Thank you. He's calling for street smarts, having had some experiences of coming into contact with homeless people and uh, being slightly frightened by them. So being followed around by a person who the initial impulse had been to befriend. And is it equanimity that helps with this? Yes, indeed. Like, metta practice as um, in its sort of fruition, it works against both ill will and anger, that, like, we don't have any wish to go along with the misery of anyone else. Like, there's not any thought of, like, well, they should be miserable because they're lazy or whatever. Like, we don't feel that way with metta. We also um, need to learn how to be not attached to outcomes, which is part of what moves metta into the wisdom area Um, not attached to outcomes is like the second noble truth for those of you who know classical Buddhism that suffering is caused by pretty much expectations and attachment to things coming out a certain way or working for me the way I want them to you know needing it to be like that so that is the point of equanimity where there is a letting go around we do what we can and then we have to stop And as I said in the first night, we are entrusted with our our own being as well. And it's hard if you contemplate the great magnitude and ocean of suffering out there. Like every day in Zen monasteries and Tibetan monasteries there's a vow to save all beings. But it's mostly, I believe, an exercise in including all beings in our minds, because that's actually is the truth, that we're not truly separate as we believe. What is really inside, what is really outside, and having the wish that all beings should be happy is a beautiful thing to keep in our heart and bring to each being whom we meet, but also recognizing they have their own karma, they have their own path, and we can't make their decisions for them and they're each entrusted with themselves, too. Um, yeah. So we were coming forward and then going back. Yeah? No. I was just going to um, yeah, comment there. on, on the, um, the, the comment that this gentleman got about um, it being selfish to, to come on
4: the retreat. Um, this is something I, I've been actually for several years now, just sort of the general field of health and wellness. Mm. And I think it's a difference between Eastern and Western culture. But one of my favorite things I've learned on retreat has to do with the fourth, I can't remember what it's called, but the fourth stage of Metta, The one that says, um, it, it, so it's, it's the one about at, ease, at yeah. ease. But one of the sayings that I saw somewhere was, I will happily care for myself right and i think in in eastern culture this is viewed as sort of a basic part of Mm self-care whereas in western culture i think one of the things that's really lacking in society is um knowing how to take care of ourselves and teaching kids how to take care of themselves in like this fast-paced world where kids are getting bombarded with information you know i really feel strongly that kids need to be taught how to slow down right and this is a path of slowing down and so uh, you know how do you do anything to shift sort of the cultural view of what it means mm. to take care of
0: yourself but mm. that's good i think we've got the idea i'm thinking also we have a couple minutes left and maybe we need to go to a different topic as as rich as this might be there's some other maybe some other feelings or questions around. But I will, I'm will. going to summarize this one because I think it is important and probably the things that people who haven't had a chance to speak to this also are saying and ready to offer things that are also of value. I'm not saying that, that but I just wonder if it might be some other kinds of questions still around. So, um, about self-care being important, she's saying... That self-care is truly part of this, and we've been talking about metta for self. And I think what it points out in that, in the original person's statement, not to just isolate it with you, was there was a quality of like I should sacrifice myself, my well-being, for because you know of the misery of so many others. And there's a final exam in metta practice. Um, <laughs> where you're invited to imagine yourself sitting under a tree with your challenging person or your enemy, your friend, your benefactor, and your neutral person, and you know, a bad guy or a bad evil being comes along and says, um, Well, I'm going to kill one of you, and you have to pick which one. Um, so naturally, I I would imagine that most people would say, well, either me or the enemy, or you know, either me or the person I really don't like, or maybe the benefactor because they're like already pretty well off and they're done with their tasks of life or something, or maybe the neutral person because I don't really care about them, or anyway. um, But the the correct answer, so you have the cheat sheet now, is that you don't you refuse the choice, you don't take it on, and you don't make the decision because your mind will not. Designate anyone to be harmed. So you say to the bandit, like, "I'm not. I'm not going along with your intention to harm." So it's a beautiful thing, and it's actually uh, maybe not the answer that you would choose if you're thinking of it yourself. Like, each of us might land in a different kind of place with that question, and. Not to say it's right or wrong, but the official line is that's what you do um, because your mind won't go into the willingness to harm at that at the time when your metta is full. You actually can't answer it. <sighs> okay, let's see. Um, did the person who had a question in the beginning still want to ask your question? Like I was, I don't know about this. How I don't really know how. What's the best management? Thing here, we have a few minutes We have, let's say, ten minutes left, or something like that. It could wait, it could wait till tomorrow. Or divided uh, on the note or something. Um, how long is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we can go into it. Let's go into it because, okay. uh, yeah. Uh,
4: so um, we've all been saying that meta is uh, to develop our own uh, heart. Yes. So does it make any sense to want to give metta to someone you feel like uh, in your life needs it?
0: She said it's to develop our own heart and does it make any sense to give metta to someone we feel needs it? Oh of course every everyone needs it. We we all need it, right? Imagine if you came to the I'm, I know I'm I'm imagine if you came here and the idea was like everyone on the staff is as mean to everyone as possible <laughs> that's part of the retreat you know what I mean it's it totally makes sense yes it does so why can keep coming keep coming uh, with
2: well, I mean, to, um, to choose to
4: spend some of your time according to like someone if, if you have someone you care about who you feel like needs more than you know someone else
0: that, ma- that makes sense She's asking if it makes sense to give more to someone who needs more in life. Let's stay in the retreat in a certain way, but it might be, yeah. You know, say, just to take a full example, if there's someone who's really not well and they can't do certain things for themselves, then our humanity makes it so that we... spend resources and time to help that person so that they can feel well-being. Not only they need the love, but they may need the material support, you know. So that would take time. So on one's own life decision chart, you know, may we be able to be there for our friends. And may we also know when we need to go back and take care of ourselves to be restored in order to be able to do it again, because there can be a temptation to start to feel like, if I don't do this, um, who can? And then you can get sick yourself, you know. So thank you. Um, more? So let's see, we'll go here.
2: Well, I'm, this the final exam in Meta mm-hmm. Immediately made me think of Sophie's choice yeah. where if you don't choose, Right. They all go? Right. And so
0: she was talking about Sophie's choice, saying that a choice in that fictional setup, um, if the mother was asked to choose one child to be sacrificed or everyone would be killed. Well, of course, you know, th- I mean, that was an extreme situation in the book. It was an extreme situation of cruelty being imposed. So they're all fictions, you know, I mean, yeah, of course, you would do whatever seemed like the least harming response available in any situation. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, well, this is sort of two, two parts. Um, the original question that, that I was going to ask was that um, I've had a lot of, it feels like waves of emotions coming up during... During the retreat, and um, it it's surprising to me, and um, feels a little bit like therapy, and mm-hmm. I, and so I just um, I'm trusting that this is a stage of, of metta, meta, but I would mm-hmm. love some reassurance. Yeah. The second part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that part of what's coming up? I think relates to the previous discussion. hmm which is that I've been feeling a lot of grief um, Mm -hmm. at um, suffering Mm -hmm. that I can't do anything about. About. Right, And I feel like that's part of the human condition in a way in terms of living in a world where there is so much.
0: Right. She said that this retreat feels like a long... Therapeutic session, maybe a very long therapy session, or lots has been coming up, and would like some reassurance that it's a phase. Um, has it, anyone who has done uh, meta retreats in the past and who notices that it eases up at times or smooths out, would you raise your hand? There's that. You see, or that, and um, that it can be difficult. <laughs> so yeah and that is actually the retreat process in general but uh loving kindness practice really does bring all these all our inner relatives and relationships and it's a workout for the heart it can get raw at times it's true it really does but actually it's i w- there's a sign in the staff dining room here where there's a a painting that somebody gave to the staff for their holidays. It was a jigsaw puzzle, and it has a picture of a hand and a, and a pot of soup, and it says um, better to stir the pot and leave the questions unanswered than to answer the question without stirring the pot. So I think it's kind of a stir-the-pot kind of practice, and um, really take refuge in the intention of goodwill. I mean, it's kind of like... To me, it's almost a going back into the intention more and more and hearing what the phrases mean, wishing well. And of course it means that you would if you could. You would take it all away, but you can't. You know. But it's such a protection to know that you're not in it with your heart, that it should continue. You know, like may your suffering not continue. That's where we take our stand. We live from it. We may not be able to do anything about it, but we're not complicit, in a sense, in our heart with the suffering that goes on, or the cruelty in the world, or something. Like the, that is like the dubious refuge that we have. But in Buddhist psychology, compassion is not feeling horrible when someone else feels horrible. It's, all, it's actually to be able to have the resources to be able to give something. It may mean that um, although you acknowledge and you feel whatever, whatever you feel is noble and is, is permissible, but if you can have a sense of, have something to give into the situation, not necessarily joining the situation if there's no other reason than to join. It might be holding the hand of someone, you know. Anyway. It's very um, profound, what you guys are talking about here. It's a, these kinds of questions really do touch us all. Like, what is our place in this network of life and death? You know, where and how do we belong and how should we be? That's what we're talking about, right? How should we be? What can we do? And it really does take everyone to be doing it—that's the thing. Like we, nobody can do it alone. It, you know, we have to really do a lot of things together, or they won't happen. <sighs> okay, one more, right here.
4: Um, for all of the meta phrases, it always seems as if there's a lot of focus on um, being free of suffering. Mm-hmm. And, Well, I understand why that's important. In my life, it feels as if the times that I've been most able to sort of deepen my practice and have insights and do things that I thought helped me become a better person, all seemed to have arisen in situations where I was suffering. Somehow that suffering is what caused my heart to open and my ability to look inside and find that I hadn't seen before. So it feels like mm. a little uh, odd that we're also right. finding good things in the thing we're trying not to
0: have any more of. <laughs> right. She says suffering has been a real teacher for her, let's say. Yeah. And where would we be without it kind of thing. Like... <laughs> 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 Henri himi said, don't replace... Your issues too quickly, like what would you put in their place? Um, but yes, for opening the heart. And I would say, free, you know, free with suffering. Um, what kind of suffering would we like to be free of? You know, what type of harm? And I think this ill will and cruelty is the definition of what metta practice is working against, you know. So I always used to I used to do martial arts and they said, you know, hit them with the planet in a way. <laughs> and that would be the planet that you hit your meta with. You know, that's not either not cruel. No cruelty, no ill will. That's where we are. Where we'd like to be anyway. I think we might need to, this is really um, beautiful, you guys, I like to have it be like a a situation where the wisdom kind of starts to come out as much as the, at being like, what, cue and questions and reflections, and like a question that we're all holding, that feels very real and beautiful to me, so I appreciate you all for this. And I'm supposed to meet with two people in this walking period. So I think I need to go. And I think if I go, then you guys have to stop <laughs> talking too. And I wonder if there's any attachment to staying in here and not going and doing a walking in any <laughs> We know that you can keep us hostage up here <laughs> in a very charming way. Thank you all. Um, and I bow to your practice and your, to your deep, hearts and the inquiries that everyone is conducting as part of this metta process. Thank you.
3: Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.